and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Uh, here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. And I'm your host, Fred. Welcome today to Dick Fest. Yes, my friends, it's the latest episode of Dick Dynamo, the Fifth Dimensional Man, the madly insane podcast that lambasts the 40s and 50s noir radio drama, pokes skewers into vegetarians, misogynizes and satirizes with no reverence for anyone, least of all, its own hero. It's a two-part episode this time, sandwiched around a crazy interview with its creators. Uh, today, Dick, a.k.a. Quint, is confronted with the tragic death of a friend. But as the case begins to get complicated, Dick is faced to literally get into the ring to get to the bottom of the case with a heaping helping serving of animal guts. Uh, I should let you know that while the following production has no dirty language, it is probably going to offend you and your sensibilities, especially if you are, like myself, a non-meat eater. It features gratuitous amounts of cartoonish violence, most of it enacted on animals. I'm pretty sure a few of them were hurt in the recording of this radio drama. Uh, enjoy the mad and crazy ride of Dick Dynamo. Glad you could make it, Dick. Thanks for coming. Where was it found, Officer Oback? Uh, none found it on the cathedral steps. Had four potatoes past the pint this morning. Ah, uh, around five then. Are there any leads? Uh, there wasn't a scrap of evidence to be found. I have McGill and McBarney downtown questioning the patrons at the local pubs. All we have so far is here in this shoebox. We're here. It's in here. This is Tinkleton. Could you and your children please step aside and let Mr. Dynamo through? Now brace yourself, Dick. It's pretty gruesome. A uh, shoebox? Dick, it's what's inside the shoebox. Oh, is it? It's Skip Tinkleton! So you know him? Last time I saw Skip Tinkleton, he was six foot one and had just returned from sailing with the Merchant Marine. Now he's shrunken down to less than a foot tall. Any idea how he got this way? Well, Dick, that's why we brought you in. <laughs> we don't understand it either. How the hell did he end up like this? What does it mean? I don't know. But look at these wounds on his body. Little pants! The little guy is completely lacerated. Was... was he stabbed? It was definitely an edged weapon. What's this in his hand? Feathers? And his other fist. He's clutching a small, bloody eye the size of a pea. How the hell did he end up like this? I don't know, Officer Mickleback. I just don't know, but I intend to find out. Hate to see an honorable man like him go. Widow Tinkleton, I will vanquish his enemies and bring you their skulls to drink from. We will feast on their flesh, and the seas will flow red with their blood as your husband's soul sails down it to the shores of Valhalla. God bless you, Dick Dynamo. We would be honored if you performed the last rites. Of course. Officer Mickleback. Are you drinking again? Oh, it's my favorite damn disease.
From the sea we were begotten, and to the sea we shall return. May Skip return to us in a form that is fairly lovable, such as a puppy or a kitten, and perhaps not in the form of a great serpent, which shall surely devour us all. A bovine would be a tasty solution, so that good shall come from this tragedy. Amen! <laughs> Officer Mikoback, I need a smoke, and you need a drink. Let's go outside. This Justin from the future. Dick Dynamo was the premier test pilot for the USAF. On the mission in the new experimental AS-400 rocket, a malfunction occurred, thrusting him into a tear in the fabric of time and space. It was there that he acquired knowledge of the fifth dimensional arts. And now, with his computational briefcase possessing powers far beyond those of mere mortal briefcases, he is... Dick Dynamo, the fifth dimensional man! I swear, I'm going to track down the bastard that did this. Zick, how do you plan to do that? There's not a scrap of evidence to go on. I'm not sure. It's not like Leeds walk right up to you in the form of a small French child named Pepe. Monsieur, if you want to know what happened to my father, you must follow me. Pray over here. Officer Mikoback and I followed small crippled Pepe for blocks through back alleys and slums. Pepe had an odd hitch in his step, which suggested he had no ankles. Using a makeshift crutch and a strong heart, he hobbled the streets at an uncanny pace. I don't like this, Nick. This, this part of the city gets really rough. Officer Mikoback, do you want to find Skip's killer or not? Now put down that bottle and walk straight. You're a cop, damn it! Hi, Dick. But I'm not looking to get killed in the line of duty tonight. It's only one week until my retirement. Shh. We are here, Dick Animal. We were deep in the heart of a filthy alley, with only a dimmed, cracked street light showing us the way. Pepe approached an old bum propped up against the door, hey. mumbling nonsense. Hey, you got a corner. I have syphilis. Don't touch me! Syphilis? Hey, no, Pepe! Hey, Don't touch him! Oh, it's okay, senor. It's only a hollowed-out corpse me. with a little man inside. Pepe knocked on the sternum of the dead bum, and a small voice answered him from inside. The bum's ribs swung open like saloon doors, and a midget appeared dressed in bright green and purple satin, holding a golden cane. What person's dark in my door at this dire hour? It is I, Pepe! I have brought you the dick. Pepe, well, why didn't you say so? Step four. The magical little man tapped his cane twice upon a brick in the wall, and an entrance split open with a great rumble, 
revealing steps that descended down below the stone building. Mr. Dynamo, this is where I must depart from our journey. My legs do not permit me to go any further. As I descended down a brightly lit, well-worn cobblestone stairwell, echoes of pigs squealing and men screaming lured me forth like sirens calling a lonely sailor. The sounds grew to deafening proportions as I arrived at the bottom of the steps. Smells of tequila, blood, used-up business ladies of lust, along with a hint of cedar, filled the air. The narrow wall suddenly opened up into a dust and smoke-filled room, with a crazed mob of men packed shoulder to shoulder, frantically waving money and shouting, I horse the stars, Dick. It's an underground ultimate animal championship ring. I fought my way up to the front of the ring. As the crowd closed in around me, cigars and bottles of booze waved in front of my face as the sounds of feral animals drew near. I reached the edge of a large pit covered in a chicken wire dome. At the bottom was a cedar chip floor where the animal warriors fought to the death. On this occasion, the main event of the evening appeared to be a Portuguese potbelly pig up against five chinchillas wearing tiny spiked German helmets from the Great War. The pig was in bad shape. One of the chinchillas had impaled him in the neck, but failed to work his way out of the wound and was strangled to death by the neck strap of his fastest armor. Oh, it looks like Colonel Oikey's in trouble. Kaiser Fuzzy and his fearless fairy commandos have Oikey on the ropes. At this time, the pig charged towards the commanding furball. The chinchilla cleverly dodged the attack, causing Colonel Oinky to crash into the concrete wall head first. The stunned beast was quickly beset upon by the four fuzzy balls of death. The chinchillas plunged their German helmets into the pig's portly flesh. A blood-curdling squeal pierced the air and Colonel Oinky stumbled, finally smashing down upon three of his assailants. Kaiser Fuzzy was the only one left standing of his noble furry army. He was victorious, but at what cost? Kaiser Fuzzy has defeated Colonel Oikey in an upset victory. Bring your betting belts to the front. It's a terrible thing, Quint. It may look that way, Officer Mick Oback, but to some people, this is a noble sport between animal competitors. Would you rather a man versus a man, or a woman versus a man, or even a man-woman fighting perhaps a man-child? I don't care what other people think, Dick. This scene is a moat in God's eye. I should call the fury of the fifth precinct down to erase this perversion from the face of the earth. Don't you dare. I came here for vengeance. And I can't have vengeance if you shut the whole place down. And rest assured, Obek, I will destroy any obstacle that stands in my way, be it foe, man-woman, or friend. And now I know who you are. It wasn't that hard just to figure you out. Here, Officer Mikobeck, let me buy you a drink. Uh, uh, oh, oh, okay. I, I like the freckles on your chest. Don't touch me. After I set Officer Mikobeck in the corner with a jug of moonshine, I went looking for the head honcho. Logic suggested that the ringleader of this ultimate animal fighting ring would be in a secluded place where he could watch what's going on without having to mingle with the proletariat. I spied the door with the largest bodyguards and headed towards it. Hey, buddy, what do you think you're off to? Hey, I think he thinks there's an ice cream stand back here. 
Why don't you turn around and go the other way before I punch you in the face? Oh, you're a real tough man. Maybe you need a fat lip to go with that big head of yours. Hey, don't you know who this is, Lucius? This is the fifth dimensional man! The quit! <laughs> Wait! Let him through! I've been expecting you, Mr. Dynamo. Why don't you two squares bug off? You'll have to excuse my brawny sexies. Good help is hard to find in the underworld of Ultimate Animal Championship fighting. Well, I don't know. I saw a couple of large rats on the way down. I'm sure they'll work just as well as those two. I'm glad to see the stories about your sense of humor are true, Mr. Dynamo. Oh, and that must be your renowned computational briefcase. I am Senior Ivan. The proprietor of this establishment. What can I do for such a distinguished person as yourself? I've come looking for a killer. What do you know about Skip Tinkleton? Ah, Skip Tinkleton. It's unfortunate that he died. He was one of our biggest draws to the animal fighting ring. Many wild beasts fell to his fighting skills. Until he met him. Damn it, who? Well, you'll get the chance to see him right now. He's the main event tonight. Now our challenger tonight hails from the deep dark tunnels of South America. Unchallenged his ability to stalk his prey and slay the weak in his own territory. But tonight he fights not in his own jungle, but on the cedar chip floor of Tarmine Chicken Water Coliseum. Chicken warrior who ailed from the South Seas. This is it, Mr. Dynamo. Feast your eyes upon the one you seek. But last night, this mighty poultry met his match when he faced Skip Little Plants Tinkleton in a no holds bar cage match. And even though El Pollo Loco finally overcame his opponent, it cost him his left eye. Now, my friends, Put your hands together and your money on the line for El Pollo Loco de Uno Ojo Mysterio. Did I tell you? Look at that brown tail, that firm breast, the confidence in his feet. What a gorgeous beast. Indeed, what stepped in that ring was a proud example to poultry everywhere. The noble brown rooster had a black eye patch emblazoned with a skull over his left eye, and razors adorned his talons. However, he just stood in the middle of the ring, pecking at cedar chips, seemingly unaware of the danger that circled him. Cannibal Cougar Johnson, on the other hand, was already preparing to attack. The dim lights of the basement created a sheen off of a barbed wire derby on top of the feline predator's head. The one-eyed cock continued to peck at the floor, seemingly unaware of the barbed wire death beast about to pounce. I don't understand. He's just standing there. Don't take your eyes off the cock, Dick. Blink, and you'll miss an amazing sight. At that moment, the cougar pounced. The one-eyed cock leapt in the air and spun into a triple cow. 
In a flash of brown feathers and gleaming steel, the cougar's head was instantly severed from its neck. A jet of blood and gore showered the crowd as they lifted a large oil cloth to shield themselves. It looked like a rain of salsa upon a bowl of cheering chips. I want him. Oh, I can't let you do that, Deep Dynamo. He's my biggest moneymaker. But if you were to, say, shrink yourself, you could work your way up to a title shot and make me enough money to buy the entire United States. I don't care what I have to do or how I have to do it, but I swear I'll have that chicken's blood on my hands in a fortnight. Good, good. Please, follow me to my laboratory. I followed the stoic Senior Ivan down a mysterious corridor. His large fur hat cast a shadow on the bright Aztec blankets draped over his wide shoulders. Senior Dynamo, this way, comrade. We came to a large steel door, and Senior Ivan dug out a strange object from around his neck. It looked like some sort of key in the shape of Red Star. He inserted it into a slot on top of the handle and hissing steam began to shoot out of the sides of the door. It slid open, revealing a room filled with high-tech machinery and small cages. Boss, boss, we caught this guy outside taking pictures of the ring. Hey, he was soused and stumbled around. Somebody drove him in here. I'll arrest you. I'll arrest you. I'll have this whole place arrested! Do you know this man, Dick Dynamo? Yeah. What are you going to do with him? Oh, well, we'll just keep him here until he sobers up. Then send him on his way. Dick, let's take this place down. Give the precinct. Officer Mickleback, if you get in my way, I will put a leash on you, take you out into the woods, Throw down some baloney, and while you're licking it up, I will shoot you in the face! At this point, Senior Ivan took me to the back room where a strange machine about the size of a refrigerator stood. Ivan approached it and rapidly cranked a handle on the front. With a loud bang and some sputtering, black smoke spewed from a pipe on its side as it violently shook. We'll have to give it a while to warm up, comrade. Would you like a fine Cuban hand cigar while we wait? Dick, I scanned this machine. Using it is not recommended. It is very unstable. Briefcase, if you get in my way, I will put a leash on you, take you out into the woods, throw down some baloney, and while you're licking it up, I will shoot you in the face! Ah, the machine is ready, Senor Dynamo. However, you cannot take your briefcase with you. Just leave it with me and I will lock it up in a safe place. Shrink me Two massive doors stood before me. The crazed crowd roared outside. I checked the tape on my left forearm to make sure my bottle cap shield was firmly in place. The handle of my straight razor weapon felt cold in my right hand. I calmed my buzzing mind in preparation for the coming battle. Then the announcer spoke. And now, 
now, tonight a special bout, put your hands together for his first and what could be his last appearance in the arena, Dick Dynamo, the fifth dimensional match! The door swung open and the aroma of cedar filled my nose. I walked out into the center of the battlefield. What I had once perceived as a 10-foot-tall wire cage was now a baseball diamond-sized battleground with walls that arched into the heavens. The slavering fans shook the chicken wire dome. I could smell the breath from their hummus-encrusted mouths. Tonight, he faces a veteran of the Ultimate Animal Fighting Championship, hailing from Little Shirley's Pet Emporium. He likes to destroy his prey with nails and tails. Sir Huggles, the Impaler! I could tell by the crowd's reaction that this was a popular fighter. But where was this Huggles? What was a Huggles? Shifting my stance from left to right, my head swung around trying to spy my opponent. I heard a creak. Above! Looking up, my eyes made contact with those of a long, slender, green creature. As it dropped from the dome ceiling, I dodged just in time to avoid the creature's crushing weight. But the reptile still caught me with one of its curved claws, slicing my torso. Hot, searing pain tore through my rock-hard abdominals. Sarah Huggles draws first blood. This shifty iguana has got many foes unaware with his death-from-above attack. The cold-blooded killer licked his eyes and turned broadside. I raised my shield to block as Sir Huggles started lashing me with his tail. Then I realized his tail had been adorned with penny nails. They punched savage holes in my humble bottle cap shield. I rolled to the left and right, his pounding tail pursued. Coming up to my knees, I blocked a crushing blow. Wrenching my shield around, I trapped my nails and pinned the lizard's tail. Is Dick gonna do it? He is! The tail flopped to the side, still twitching. Now on my feet, I circled my adversary. Puggles didn't take long to charge me. I was too slow. He caught me in his snapping jaws and shook me like a ragdoll. My razor blade weapon was jerked from my grasp. This can be it, folks. The fifth dimensional man is taking her in his punishment. Suddenly, I was flying. My back made contact with the arena wall. Came shooting through every part of me. With my last ounce of strength, I made it to my feet. My vision was blurred. After much effort, I could see Sir Huggles across the cedar floor. It looked like he was struggling with a mass of black chest hair caught in his mouth. I wasted no time. Dick Dynamo is charging Sir Huggles! What strength, what manliness! Huggles is distracted! Dick is tackling him! Dick is lifting the reptile! He dropped it in a suplex! Onto his own spiked tail! What a move, folks! And nails impaled the impaler right through the cold-blooded top. Dick is the winner. Dick is the winner! Dick is the winner! Look at him! Your winner!
Make sure you stay tuned for the amazing second part of this two-part adventure. Nick Dynamo is brought to you by the friendly folks in Rogers, Arkansas. John Baker, Eldon Calger, J.C. Dalton, Grant Cottrell, and Anthony Myers. Make sure you check out www.dickdynamo.com for more amazing fifth dimensional adventures. This is your announcer, Hans Manley, signing off. And that was the bizarre first half of Dick Dynamo, the Fifth Dimensional Man, Episode 4. Yes, there's more, and it gets even stranger. In fact, it features a singing, dancing, and talking dog, plus baloney and a shot in the face. Before we get to all that, let's talk to John Baker and the band of miscreants that came up with this atrocious escapade through the bowels of drama, satire, and dimensions we can only hope do not exist. Enjoy. All right, and um, I uh, got the Dick Dynamo uh, cast and crew on the line from the podcast venture serial, uh, Dick Dynamo, the Fifth Dimensional Man, podcast that I must say, uh, of everything I've heard, this is one really defies description. Uh, something like Sam Spade, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on Whacked Out Hallucinogenics, Strange 50s-esque uh, Time Warps, and it tends to get stranger by the episode, uh, especially judging by the one I uh, just heard. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. And uh, everybody, okay, so we got John Baker, and uh, can everyone else introduce themselves? Uh, I'm Grant Cottrell. I'm J.C. Dalton. Eldon Calger. <laughs> and you are, uh, if you go to the Dick Dynamo website, uh, you'll can hear all about the biographies of here. We've got, uh, let me see, we've got <laughs> lesbians, cassette play, uh, players, lots of uh, smokers apparently, uh, biopics, <laughs> and, and even more. So it's uh, it's quite a website to go to, dickdynamo.com, and you guys seem to be having a heck of a lot of fun and uh, producing a series that uh, is everything from completely bizarre to extremely funny to uh, going the line between, is this really offensive? Do they, do they really mean this? Or, or what's going on now? But uh, for those who haven't heard of Dick Dynamo yet, uh, why don't you uh, introduce uh, what the show's all about? Uh, well, Dick Dynamo, um, he's basically he's a fifth-dimensional man. He travels uh, all through the different dimensions. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know what he's about, um, basically we try to capture uh, the 1950s detective feel and put a modern uh, comedy twist on it. Uh, and we try to make it where if you're into OTR and old-time radio, that kind of stuff, you can listen to it and definitely enjoy the shows. But if you're not really into that stuff, you're, you're, you can still listen to it and, and get a really good laugh out of it. Sure. And who is the criminal mastermind uh, behind this, or was it sort of a group effort, um, the actual concept? Well, how it started, uh, we all work together, and um, we're designers, so as we're working, it kind of allows us to listen to audio dramas, or, you know, we started listening to X Minus Ones and just sharing it with each other, and we started talking about it, uh, just different parts of it, the political incorrectness, and just, we found a lot of humor in it, and uh, started to satire it just in conversation, and it just evolved into uh why don't we just record one <laughs> that's how it started so uh who you share the uh, writing load uh pretty well between uh, everybody how's that worked out yeah we uh we get together regularly and we all just um when we start out an episode we throw out some ideas like uh basis of uh, stories and then we uh kind of do and pick one and do an outline thing from there and then we all just uh, put our ideas together, 
and uh, eventually get all the details worked out. And so it's yeah, it's definitely all a group thing. Sure. And uh, is you are, are you guys um, all the voices, or do you sometimes get extra help in uh, pulling that together? Well, normally when we're writing an episode, we do that together as a group. Um, sometimes we may run it across to friends of ours to see if the episode makes sense. Outside of that, uh, when we record an episode, we may bring in one or two extra voices, have guest voices. And I think in the uh, case of episode four, we actually had the song brought in and sung by one of John's friends. What was uh, his name, John? Uh, I don't know. It was, be- oh, it, was- <laughs> it was a Beth, a girl at work. Her husband does wedding singing. So it was really good. His, his name is me at the moment. I think it- Tori. His yeah. name was Tori. That's Never right. mind. Hey, I'm just trying to oh, throw the man. kudos out there for the people who helped us with the episodes. So we get some help recording the episodes, but pretty much on writing, it's between the five primary members of the Dick Dynamo team. Uh, so you say that you were listening to uh, audio dramas at work. What Was that uh, your primary inspiration for working in the audio drama medium, or did you have other reasons that you uh, chose to do this as a podcast? It's strictly a hobby. We, mm-hmm. we all have day jobs, and we, we kind of do this just because we've enjoyed it, and we're really proud of the results. Yeah, it, it's... Um... I, I, I think if all of us could quit our job at any point and, and go be professional podcasters and writers of Dick Dynamo, we would, but that's probably never going to happen, so it, it's really just a lot of fun. Even if we have, like, two listeners or 10,000, it's just a lot of fun to do. Sure, sure. And have you gotten a lot of response from the episode so far? Millions! <laughs> Millions. Uh, probably, I, I don't know, I think, uh, yeah, we're, we're not doing too bad for only being, going for about a year now, but we'd like to do a little better, but... If, if we still are stuck with our, you know, 10, 12 listeners in a year, we'll, we're fine with that, too. <laughs> we love that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and, and so earlier you mentioned, you know, that, that this could be appealed to a listener of OTR as well as uh, sort of new podcast listeners. Uh, what were some of the other series uh, as you decided to start writing these episodes um, that you looked towards for inspirations either to uh, borrow from or to completely lampoon? Um, oh, gosh, there's so much stuff out there. Um a huge inspiration was definitely X minus one with the stories and theme lines. Um, the uh, Richard Diamond Detective Agency, uh, Sherlock Holmes series. Uh, we're inspired by all all of the old time radio stuff is done so well. Um, we we all appreciate the modern stuff that goes on because it's neat to see that people are still keeping the uh, the feel and the and everything alive. But I think for all of us, there's nothing that can match the quality of the actual vintage old-time stuff of the story, the music, the acting. It just, it's beyond anything that I think can be done nowadays. I would throw in here one thing that probably one radio podcast or the old-time radio show that really influenced us was the Weird Circles Demon Tree episode. <laughs> so I really want to really throw that out there. And if uh, any of your listeners haven't heard that one yet... Uh, I implore you, go and find it, listen to it, and um, yeah, yeah, you're in for an experience. We even did a little homage to it in our episode two, kind of uh, as respect to how much we like it. And, uh, Why don't so. you tell, tell them about Demon Tree, that, that episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, um, there's, a, it's the, there's a group of people, and uh, they encounter a demon tree. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Just they're very the, vocal about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they have to repeat everything they say about the like, tree. Like, for example, Grant, what, how does one of the scenes go? 
Oh, like, oh, oh no, it's it's a demon tree and it's grabbing me with its fleshy-like limb sticks and, you know, and... And then the next character be like, he's totally grabbing you, Bill, run! Yeah, they have to explain everything that's going on even if they're dying or, you know... That branch is pushing me through an elevator shaft! Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty tough. Oh, man, so you, you obviously have a lot of fun doing this. Um, when you wanted to actually get to the actual production part, um, wh where are you, are you in someone's apartment? Did you actually find a studio? Uh, how do you, uh, where do you find your equipment, and uh, where do you put yourselves? John's guest bedroom. That's where we are at the moment. We are nothing um, but high class. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we broke the bank, and we spent about 100 bucks on a, uh, the lowest, cheapest microphone we could find and a soundboard <laughs> and a... We run everything through GarageBand, and it's a lot of fun to do. I think the end result is, is, is pretty good for what we're working with. But, uh, yeah, there's all the time we have to stop and re-record because somebody drives by with their stereo turned up too loud outside, or <laughs> my dog barks, or somebody's watching TV. Yeah. So it's, it's high class. Yeah, yeah. And how about the uh, sound effects? Um, we do some of them ourselves. Um, we do a lot of them. Uh, majority, I'd say, I just do searching on the Internet and do stuff for... Um, I think uh, there's this college site where it's all free stuff. Uh, the name esca escapes me at the moment. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going blank. And, uh, also, in episode four, John showed off his uh, songwriting and uh, all of his uh, <laughs> instrumental skills. Also, he uh, did a lot of the music for that episode himself. So. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to really bring up because uh, as outrageously hilarious as those songs are also it's 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 uh really fits the the mood and the theme of the story i think it's uh really wonderful so um did you just spontaneously decide hey i'm gonna write some songs for this episode yep <laughs> yeah pretty much it yeah. fit with the storyline <laughs> we needed something to offset the uh the sinister aspects of the storyline sure. Sure. And, uh, you know, so you, you're now at episode four, which, uh, you know, really goes above and beyond the strangeness of where the, season, the season's been so far. Where in God's name is this series going? Do you have any idea yet? <laughs> Nowhere. Well, that's, that's one of the things about this character that he, uh, his briefcase and himself and the things he gets into can take him anywhere, any episode. And so across these dimensions, he travels across and he, uh, He's just able to encounter things in space or things on a planet or there might be it might be a mystery or a science fiction theme type thing or just uh, just about anything. Sure. Um, basically, uh, travel the universe, meet interesting people, and punch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many actual episodes you're going to create, or uh, just keep doing it till you feel like uh, you've done enough? Well, I, I think we've all decided that we it's it's still a lot of fun, and we're going to keep doing it until it's kind of becomes a chore and a job. And we've all made the commitment and agreement to each other that whenever it is absolutely no fun anymore. We're going to do one final episode and just burn every bridge and cut down everybody. <laughs> Even if they were our best friends, we're just going to make the most awful, worst, offensive episode ever and put it out there. Awesome. So yeah. is Fred on the list then? Fred, I'm sorry. You made it. <laughs> hey. All, all's fair in a loving podcast. It's, it's great. Uh, well, it sounds like you're certainly having a heck of a lot of fun yet. Any, any other comments you guys want to put in about the show? Thanks for listening to us. Yeah, thanks for listening. If, if you remotely enjoy it, Shoot us an email from our website or something. It's always good to get some feedback. <laughs> and uh, we're looking to make 2008 our most productive year yet. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, uh, everyone, thanks so much for uh, tuning in and uh, for 
being on the show today. I really appreciate your input and uh, hope more people listen to Dick Dynamo. It certainly is uh, no shortage of surprises and a heck of a lot of fun to listen to. Well, thank you. Thank you, Thank ben. you, Brad. Thanks. And those were the swarped creators of Dick Dynamo, the crazy podcast you've heard from today. Need I say more? DickDynamo.com, of course, if you want to hear more of their stuff, learn about all of them. And now, the conclusion of episode four. This Justin from the future. Dick Dynamo was the premier test pilot for the USAF. On the mission in the new experimental AS-400 rocket, a malfunction occurred, thrusting him into a tear in the fabric of time and space. It was there that he acquired knowledge of the fifth dimensional arts. And now, with his computational briefcase possessing powers far beyond those of mere mortal briefcases, he is... Dynamo, the fifth dimensional man. Oh, yes! Look at it! Dick wins! He has defeated Lightning Cyber Slot! Even with twice the speed of a normal slot, he has, he won, has, and will have no match! I kill for you! Do you want more? Dick has just ripped out lightning's guts with his bare hands. <laughs> he is now throwing the entrails into the crowd like bees at Mardi That was a beautiful performance, Dick. You really pack in the lowly desperate masses. When shall I taste blood again? Soon, Mr. Dynamo. Very soon. Let me show you something. I keep it in my hat. It's a rare golden-haired pug. I bought it with the proceeds from tonight's fight. Mr. Pugglesworth, meet Dick Dynamo. Ah, we have now arrived at your majestic milk carton mansion. Lunar Sexies, set him down carefully. Now leave us. Yes, Yes, sir. Since you have been doing so well in the arena, I have a special gift for you. The large foil wrapped box with a bright red bow? Yes. Yes. Go ahead and open it. It's... it's a bright red jumpsuit. Why, it has a red cowl with a white fuse coming out the top. You like? It's beautiful. I love it. Can I wear it now? Go ahead, Dick. It's yours. This is you now. You will be Dick Dynamite. Cast off the title of the fifth dimensional man and become my champion. I will. 
This pleases me, Dick. Now I have business to attend to. I will leave Mr. Pugglesworth in your care. Rest your weary body, for tomorrow you fight again. So, Mr. Pugglesworth is your name. That doesn't suit you at all. I'm gonna call you Space Dog. Oh, your heart is pounding. You, I won't kill. Calm down. Calm down. We're friends. Best friends. Good news, my little dynamite. I have decided to give you a title shot. All you have to do is defeat tonight's opponent. And the one-eyed cock is yours. You think you can do that? <laughs> All right then. You go to it. Now tonight for our main event. Back in the days of yore, he slayed for your pleasure as Dick Dynamo. Now, he comes again, reborn champion. Scream from your bowels for Dick Dynamite! I am your god! Worship me! And for his debut fight, we have a special treat. Dick Dynamite will fight the most dangerous creature on the face of the earth. A monster that is feared by every man. I give you a sober Irish cop. Me know you. You, you're Officer Mick Oback. Stop repeating yourself. Remember yourself, Dick. Shortly after you were shrunk down, they shrunk me. <laughs> I've spent the last month in a canary cage without a drop of liquor. Funny man speak. Too much. I know, Dick, but I have a right clever plan to get this out of this. Backstage, I doled my razor weapon against a rock. We will put on a good show of slashing each other. And then we will pretend to succumb to our wounds. Tiny pants! They will then carry us out to the dumpster, and none will be the wiser. Mish, mash, mash, face! And then we can return and destroy this blasted animal fighting ring. <laughs> now follow my lead. That is an awful queer suit you're wearing. I didn't think red footy pajamas were your style. You're... Fighting like a beast! Are you crazy? Follow the plan! You're slitting my throat! Oh no, 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 no! I'm covered in blood. What am I? Who are me? Who are me? Who are me? 
has defeated the sober Irish cop. He is now cradling the officer's bloody body in his arms, savoring this victory. Won't come off. Blood. Blood on my hands. Go away. Wretched red liquid. What? What am I doing? Who am I? How did I get here? Wait. I'm Dick Dynamite. Yes. The fearsome warrior. <laughs> Quite the contrary, sir. myself and I did. We've been talking. Dick, that dog's licking himself. He can't talk. No, listen. Space dog, tell Mayor White what we were just discussing about, you know, our magical souls and how our hearts help us understand each other. Did you hear him? Yeah, I heard him. He says you're off your rocker. Now get yourself together, Dick. 
I came here to borrow a cup of sugar. I started talking to a nice lady about her taxes and for her night job. And uh, uh, she had a cramp. So we uh, came back here so she could walk it off. And uh, that's when I found you. You're absolutely right. Briefcase, where are my shoes? Where are you? It's not here, Dick. We gotta get you out of here. Now climb into my coat. No, no. I have to finish what I came here for. I have to kill El Pollo Loco de Uno Ojo Mysterio. But I don't think Senor Ivan's gonna let me go after this match. There's no way he's gonna give up on his cash cow. Well, do you have a plan? Yes. Lean in, Mayor White, and I'll whisper the plan. Well, what about the talking hut? Oh, he's no stoolie. I vouch for him. Okay, so here's the plan.
pug's belly. What is it? It is! It's Dick Dynamite! He's wearing his red jumpsuit! He has just dropped from the pug's belly to the ground. Dick must have been clinging to the underside of the dog. What a cunning maneuver! He is now dashing towards the unwary rooster! Dick Dynamite runs up on El Pollo Loco's blind side! Dick Dynamite has just leapt up and snatched out El Pollo Loco's other animal! That was for Skip Tinkleton, and this is for the entire United States of America! Oh my god, nothing makes sense anymore! Dick Dynamo has just lopped off the blind, confused, weavering cockhead of the single spike! Dick is conquering the chap! Dick wins! Dick wins! What an upset! Dick is your winner! Ah! I had finally reached the end of my gory path of vengeance. I mounted Space Dog. Shoving Officer Mickleback's headless corpse to the side, I gave Mayor White the signal. Thumbs up! White detonated the explosives we concealed on the stadium's northern wall. I dug my heels into the pug's flanks and charged the smoking hole it left. Hey, 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 old space dog! Mayor White, make us a path to the lab door! The dank-faced pit was now full of smoke. Their tremendous speed and the panic spectators crashed down around me. My golden-haired mouth deftly darted between tree-trunk-sized legs. Suddenly I heard a familiar voice. Stop him, my brawny sexies! The dick is trying to escape! Hey, Lucius, I got him! Ah! He slipped right out of my hand! One of the bodyguards dived for me, but was blocked by a group of stumbling businesswomen of the night. Mayor White pulled over a drunken midget and reached the laboratory door. The key, Mayor! The door won't open without it. Hold on! Briefcase! Can you open the door for us? Yes, Quickly! Shut the door, Mayor White. Briefcase! Start up the sizing machine! Get back, you SOB, or I'll clock you one! No! You capitalist amigo! You're not stopping me from achieving my dream of dominating the Americas! Sick! Look out! It's the headless body of the one-eyed cock! How the heck is it still running around? The machine is ready, Dick. Step inside. Hello! Hello! Pug! Me and Space Dog plunged into the clanking steam-powered machine. I felt myself growing, but we weren't alone. The decapitated body of the one-eyed cock had followed us in. I tried to push my feathered nemesis out, but stumbled and tumbled out of the machine. Fortunately, I had reached my normal manly size. You fool! You have overloaded the machine! We shall all perish now! Well, I can't believe it, Dick. The poor devil leapt out that window and committed suicide. That is the least of our worries, Mayor. That machine is about to blow this whole basement into smithereens. Quick, up those stairs! <sighs> Thank Odin we made it out. Wait! Look, Dick! The building! Something huge is emerging from the rubble! It's a giant pug! And a giant headless still running corpse of El Pollo Loco de Uno Ojo Mysterio!
One week later, I was floating down Main Street in a gondola with Mayor White. Well, it looks like old El Pollo Loco finally bled out. Yeah, Dick. But now my streets are flooded with chicken blood and giant pug poo. Too bad we had to put a leash on Space Dog. Take him into the woods, throw down some bologna, and when he was licking it up, shoot him in the face. Oh, what a bunch of baloney! That's a good one, Sarah Hey, you got any of Hey, Jackass, hey, Jackass, you got any baloney? Baloney? Hey, I'm hungry. by the friendly folks in Rogers, Arkansas. John Baker, Eldon Calger, J.C. Dalton, Brett Cottrell, and Anthony Myers. Also included in this episode are the Rogers, Arkansas Community Theater Players. Make sure you check out for more updates at www.dickdynamo.com.
All right. And that was the end of Dick Dynamo episode four, an episode that will live in infamy. And the end of this special hour plus long Dick Fest episode of Radio Drama Revival. Uh, next week, we cross coasts to visit next year's girl, a town where girls are taken every year to meet the beast. But uh, as one girl learns, it's not quite as simple as the evil beast that they uh, once expected. It's produced by Portland, Oregon's amazing Willamette Radio Workshop with Sam Mowry and some other people who work, uh, for example, with After Hell and uh, Dry Smoke and Whispers, uh, all from that uh compadre of excellent audio drama producers. Really great stuff. Uh, if you can't wait that long, recall you can always catch up on our previous episodes of the podcast and blog, www.radiodramarevival.com. If you haven't been there in the while, and if you've missed out on the special uh, podcast this past week, uh, we actually have a new contributor on the blog, Chris Duker. He's going to be writing um, reviews of audio drama and audiobook pieces both in Germany and in America. Um, of Contrary to the trend in America and even in UK, uh, the German audio drama scene is exploding, and he's going to feature some of the greatest works from that particular movement, uh, as well as some stuff from America. And uh, So that's definitely something to check out at RadioDramaRevival.com. You can subscribe to that column uh, with the RSS feed, same feed you get for this podcast. Uh, and if you prefer, of course, you can always check us out on iTunes. Search for Radio Drama Revival. And that wraps it up for this week. Uh, until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.